Well, greetings, everybody. This is Pastor Aaron Richter. Let's see, we are in our fifth week. Wow, hasn't the time flown in confirmation this year? Um, we are going to study a little bit this week on something called the People of Promise is the theme. Uh, it kind of begins this time of promise that we look at in Scripture, kind of starting up with Genesis 12. Yeah, that's right. We've only gotten 11 chapters in up until now. But things are going to start speeding up a little bit more and a little little bit more and a little bit more each and every week. So this week we're going to start off with a key person, probably one of the central figures in the Old Testament, and that is Abram, who will become Abraham. And we're going to talk a little bit about that uh, and what that means along the way. So um, last week we talked a little bit about the fall, right? We had we had, had creation, things were good, right? Over and over again, every single day. Things were good, things were good. And then... Uh, Jeez. Then we ate the wrong kind of fruit, Adam and Eve did, and things kind of spiraled from there. And then their children, uh, Cain gets jealous of Abel and kills Abel. And then uh, right after that, we kind of skipped over this a little bit, mostly because I'm pretty certain you know this story. But but then we had Noah, and Noah and all of the, the kind of terrible evil that had gone on in that place. And so God floods everything, tries to start over. I'm going to give you a hint. It kind of goes back to the way things always are pretty quickly. And then we end last time that one group I remember was discussing uh, the Tower of Babel, right? And from there, people were sent out, and that's how we get all these different cultures and languages and things like that. Right immediately after that, we start up with Genesis 12. And in Genesis 12, we're going to hear about Abram. Abram, who came from far off and now is here. Now, as always, um, we're going to read a little bit. So we're going to start off with Abraham. I'm sorry. No, we're not going to start. We're going to start off with Abram, uh, but we're going to start off in Genesis 12, and uh, we have a special guest reader. So here you go. Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and show kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. I will make you of you. A great nation and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing I will bless those who bless you and the one who curses you I will curse and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed so Abram went as the Lord had told him and Lot went with him Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. Abram took his wife Sarai and his brother's son Lot. All right, so there you go. There is Genesis 12, the beginning of this call to Abram, uh, and, he, and he's sent out. And by the way, this is kind of this amazing journey, right? Because uh, especially in that time, we may be a little used to being able to move around and go and do different things. Um but in their time, really, you stayed on the land that you were from. Uh, you did not move away. And yet Abram goes to follow this promise that the Lord has made. And if you notice, it kind of comes down to just a few things, right? Uh, he says, uh, I'm going to make you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great. By the way, the way that you do that, it's kind of got twofold, right? It's got two things. Um, you're going to have a great family. You have to have, without a, a children, you're not going to have a nation. Um, and also, you have to have land. And so here is the land. And then there's a one third one. Um, 
in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So it's not only a blessing for Abram, but it's also a blessing that gets shared uh, throughout the entire world. Now, we hear this prayer, this uh, blessing right now, and we're going to jump ahead a few chapters and hear a little bit from Genesis uh, 16 when things, now that's this is the other thing, is that the promise, just because God promises something doesn't mean it happens immediately, but instead it might come and go. Um, uh, Abram has to kind of run all over the place, and so it seems like this isn't going to work, having children. And so uh, Abram and Sarai, that's his wife, decide to kind of take matters into their own hands. And so they come up with this. Now Sarai, Abram's wife, bore him no children. She had an Egyptian slave girl whose name was Hagar. And Sarai said to Abram, you see that the Lord has prevented me from bearing children. Now go into my slave girl. It may be that I shall obtain children by her. And Abram listened to the voice of Sarai. So after Abram had lived for ten years in the land of Canaan, Sarai, Abram's wife, took Hagar the Egyptian, her slave girl, and gave her to her husband Abram as a wife. He went to Hagar, and she conceived. And when she saw that she had conceived, she looked with contempt on her mistress. Then Sarai said to Abram, May the wrong done to me be on you. I gave my slave girl to your embrace, and when she saw that she had conceived, she looked on me with contempt. May the Lord judge between you and me. But Abram said to Sarai, your slave girl is in your power. Do to her as you please. Then Sarai dealt harshly with her, and she ran away from her. The angel of the Lord found her by a spring of water in the wilderness, the spring on the way to Shur. And he said, Hagar, slave girl of Sarai, where have you come from and where are you going? She said, I am running away from my mistress Sarai. The angel of the Lord said to her, Return to your mistress and submit to her. The angel of the Lord also said to her, I will so greatly multiply your offspring that they cannot be counted for multitude. And the angel of the Lord said to her, Now you have conceived and shall bear a son. You shall call him Ishmael, for the Lord has given heed to your affliction. He shall be a wild donkey of a man with his hand against everyone and everyone's hand against him. And he shall live at odds with all his kin. So there we go. Now we have Ishmael, who is here, Hagar and Abram's child. And what's interesting about this story is, is that, and what's why it is a really important story for us today, is that um, our sisters and brothers who are Muslim, who are part of the uh, faith of Islam, uh, this is actually where they we get sort of the common connection, right? So they trace their lineage to Abram through Ishmael. So it's just kind of an interesting part of that. Now, what's interesting is that what God will do then is continue over and over and over again to remind him of this promise, even though it takes years and years and years for it to finally take effect. And so actually, the last thing I'm going to read for us today, and then we'll talk about some other passages in later on in this reading when we meet together on Wednesday. But the last one I want to read is from Genesis 17. And so I'm going to um, read probably the first few verses and then skip over a chunk. So here we go. 
Chapter 17. When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am God Almighty, walk before me and be blameless, and I will make my covenant between me and you and will make you exceedingly numerous. Then Abram fell on his face, and God said to him, As for me, this is my covenant with you. You shall be the ancestor of a multitude of nations. No longer shall your name be Abram, but your name shall be Abraham. For I have made you the ancestor of a multitude of nations. I will make you exceedingly fruitful, and I will make nations of you, and kings shall come from you. I will establish my covenant between me and you, and your offspring after you throughout the generations for an everlasting covenant, to be God to you and to your offspring after you. And I will give to you and to your offspring after you the land where you are now an alien, all the land of Canaan, for a perpetual holding and I will be their God. I'm going to skip ahead to verse 15. God said to Abraham, As for Sarai, your wife, you shall not call her Sarai, but Sarah shall be her name. I will bless her, and moreover, I will give you a son by her. I will bless her, and she shall give rise to nations. Kings of peoples shall come from her. Then Abraham fell, Abraham fell on his face and laughed and said to himself, can a child be born to a man as a hundred years old? Can Sarah, who is ninety years old, bear a child? And Abraham said to God, Oh, that Ishmael might live in your sight. God said, No, but your wife Sarah shall bear you a son, and you shall name him Isaac. And I will establish my covenant with him as an everlasting covenant for his offspring after him. Now, there's a couple of words that I just want to point out really quickly. Um, just so you know, in the Old Testament, anytime there's a name change for somebody, and it does happen quite a bit, so Abram to Abraham, it's really significant. Sarai to Sarah, it becomes a really important change. Something is happening when that happens. We'll hear about that actually later on, even in Genesis, of a name being changed along the way. And then there's this really important word that you probably heard a good couple of times in that last reading, which is the word covenant. Now, you might remember the covenant is the thing we have on the wall. It's the promise that we make to one another about the ways in which we will behave, that we will live into this time uh, of confirmation. Now, it's actually pretty similar. Um, in this case, it is God who is making this covenant, who is promising to them to be connected to them. To, to have this, um, this relationship continue throughout time over and over and over again, all the time. And that, that they can kind of hold on to that promise more than anything else. And so even when they are dealing with difficulty, even when they are struggling with what to do, here they have this promise. All right, so what I want you to think a little bit about, talk about with your parents and friends or whatever before we get back together, is this idea right at the very beginning that God has only blessed Abraham and Sarah with uh, children and with land and all those kinds of good things, but also blesses them to be a blessing to others. So here's what I would like you to do. Think a little bit about the blessings that you might have in your life. They could be uh, gifts or skills that you have. They could be things you own. Uh, they could be relationships you have. Maybe you're really close with a, um, a friend or a coach or your parents. And how do you think that you could share that blessing to also help others? How do you think you could, um, it could be in small ways and in big ways, what are some ways in which you can use your gifts to bless others in your life? And so maybe through that, you might give someone else a little bit of a sense of joy or, um, 
or just in, frankly, feeling blessed in the midst of everything else. All right. I look forward to seeing you guys on Wednesday. Y'all take care. Bye.